Pickaxe. Hello again, welcome to another phantasmagorical episode of Video Game Movie Podcast with myself, Rory Jocelyn of Cyberpunk Studios, and with me is Jamie Evans from Impala Films. Say hello, Jamie. Wickety, 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 what, what, what? It's racist. How's that racist? I don't know. You know what's interesting, Rory? <laughs> what? It's how hacking in no way became a permanent subculture of this planet. Kind of did. Did it? Well, did you've it? Got... The way it's represented in this movie? No, no, not in the way it's from. No, no. These people were dressed more like they were in a fashion. We haven't parade. actually introduced the film yet. No, no. Well, people. Well, no. <laughs> it's hackers. No, no. no. People will click the title. Yes. Well, let me just oh. suddenly just let just let me say it's hackers from 1995. That's why we're talking about hacking and go. Ah, back in the day of 1995. Get your... So this is a bit of a different episode because this is not actually based on a video game not really about video games either um yeah. not actually sure why this one's been included please I like tell us <laughs> i no. i like zombie strippers can we review zombie strippers no, there's no video games in it okay can we review nightmare on elm street Saw. 4 Yes, because it no, has video games in it. Four doesn't, but six does. Six, well, I don't remember six, any of those. Ones. Six pulls a guy into a video game. There you go, but that would technically count, would it not? Let's put As- that on then. Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Excellent. Um, so, okay, so let me explain, because yes, Hackers is not based on a particular film, nor is it specifically video game, game oriented. Um, whereas. So, I put this in our culture section, mm-hmm. so something that's not specifically a video game franchise, but is tangentially, usually quite strongly connected to video games. So, something like Wreck It Ralph mm. would fit in this category, but that obviously has a lot more strong video game references within it than yes, Hackers. Including does. cameos from Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. That being said, Hackers kind of, to me, it feels like it fits in this subculture area because hacking is. You know, you can't do that without it being a computer, so that kind of connects it tangentially. However, the other main thing is that there's a lot of elements of this film that are similar to other video game movies of this time period. Some of the design of it is very similar to Mortal Kombat that we reviewed two weeks ago. In terms of the lighting, like strong, colourful lighting mm-hmm. in certain scenes. I'm not saying it's the same as Mortal Kombat, but there's a lot of similarity. There is ex- some exact similarities to Mortal the Kombat soundtrack. in the soundtrack, being an EDM, electronic dance music soundtrack. And the they both use Orbital in their soundtracks. And I, unlike the Mortal Kombat one, I've actually got the name of the song now. I remembered it. It was How Kion and On and On, which is one of Orbital's biggest bangers. Bangers. <clears throat> it's a banger, mate. Look, it's from the 90s. I've got to go old school. It's wicked. Jungle is massive. Boyaka, boyaka. Guys, what is happening? Incredible. I, I could be sat watching. <laughs> so on my to-watch list... This, on this rare weekend I have off work, I could be watching The Power of the Dog, I could be watching Don't Look Up, you know, a bunch of other highly critically acclaimed movies. More modern as well. And here I am watching things like Mortal Kombat and Hackers. Which, to be, we got, here's the thing, I like Mortal Kombat, I know you didn't, fine, but 
Hackers is of a similar ilk. To be fair, we're going to do a bit of a spoiler on how the behind the scenes of this works. We actually filmed this on the same day. Like, the recording of this is the same day as Mortal Kombat. So, I didn't know in advance that you didn't like electronic dance music. And I didn't know in advance that, you know, this sort of mid-90s movie making wasn't exactly your forte. It's... It's important that the audience know, as a sidebar, that we record multiple episodes in one go. Because I realised that if anyone listened to the last two that were recorded on my birthday, when when we were celebrating my birthday, do you remember? If they didn't know we did all those in one day, it just sounds like I'm drunk every time we record this (laughs) podcast. You were not. No. You were there for those several weeks. You were drunk every no, day. <laughs> no, we recorded on one day. <laughs> in one day, that is true. Um, we got, yeah. If you actually listen to those blog, I think we did four that day, didn't we? Yeah. If you listen to all four, like we filmed them in sequence, so you can listen to those four, and we get slowly more drunk yeah. as we go through the episodes. Because so, I was on rum, and you were on uh, Jack and bourbon, Coke. wasn't it? Bourbon, you, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Jack is a bourbon. Oh, of course, it is. Um, yeah, so, I was thinking of it as a whiskey, but it's not. Well, bourbon's a type of whiskey. No, you no, got no. bourbon and scotch. Oh. Anyway, so <laughs> this film is an interesting one. This is, in a way, this is the first movie we've covered that feels like a, like an actual movie that with a start, middle, that, and end that is for human consumption yes. and not just weird video game troll consumption. Yes, um, I I got some Matrix vibes from it mm-hmm. in terms of it's got that. It, you could this was a weird, it as like a proto matrix in certain mm, ways, couldn't you? Yeah, it was a weird clash between sort of still. It still had a lot of eighties style in it, even though it was nineteen ninety five. It had a lot of that big bold colours, yes. but then it also had a lot of what would come in with the matrix. You know, with like trench coats and things like that. Yeah, slightly, um, and also some Japanese influence. Uh, yeah. So right at the end, this isn't a spoiler, but there's a point where Angelina Jolie wears a particular dress. It was a custom made dress for the film. And it's designed like a geisha gown, mm. but it cuts off really quite high on the on on the legs. And certainly, when she goes underwater, you see the, her underwear. But I've already got, like, seen everything. <laughs> well, I've seen everything. <laughs> Are you Patrick Stewart? Is that what's going yeah. on? Yeah. Um, she she tries to cover up, but I've already oh, seen God. everything. And then all of her clothes fall off. But yeah, so basically. Um, that stuff had a kind of a Japanese influence. There's not a lot of Japanese influence in this. Though there are two Japanese hackers in there who are not fully prominent, but they are at least front and centre of a few scenes. Mm. So there, there is quite a bit of Japanese influence sliding in, which would become more common in the 2000s with the rise of anime and manga and you know people just enjoying Japanese culture in general. Mm. It's really awkward to think that 80s and early 90s, certainly... Even actually probably to the late 90s, games made in Japan often had completely different box art because they had anime-style box art. And then when they brought it to the West, it's like, anime won't sell, no one cares. Mm. Can you imagine saying that now? (laughs) Anime won't sell, no one likes anime, nobody cares. And then a little thing called Pokemon turned up and Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, and I think those two were sort of the the catalyst. And Sailor Moon. Yes, I don't think Sailor Moon was so much in the UK. I don't know Definitely if it was, was as in America. Big. I know it was in a because I used to watch it, um, it on a Fo- uh, Fox Kids. Remember Fox Kids, the TV channel? No, I never had it. It was basically Cartoon Network, but their rivals. And every morning they had a. If I remember right, I'm thinking of the late nineties here. Sure. In the morning, just before school, was a double bill of Sailor Moon. 
which I always used to watch. Was that before they made Adult Swim? Oh, no, that was Cartoon Network anyway, yeah. wasn't it? Sorry. And then in the afternoon at 5pm after school, there'd be a double bill of Dragon Ball Z, ah. which I also used to watch. I never liked Dragon Ball Z. Um, I liked it for a while as a kid and then got very bored of it. Yeah. And I actually tried watching the original Dragon Ball a couple years ago. I think I made it roughly a quarter of the way through. Right. Before I was like, and I'm bored. This is the same thing. That's, yeah. So, technically, Dragon Ball Z should make one episode, and that's what you've seen, Dragon Ball Z in its entirety, if you watch one episode. I think someone told me, I think it was my friend Luke... That somewhere they're not official releases. It's something fans have done. Right. But apparently, somewhere you can get a version of Dragon Ball Z that's got all the needless filler cut out. So right. you know, you've got an entire episode of someone charging an attack. Right. That's gone. Cool. So it's just they charge the attack and they fire. Nice. Yeah. Because that's the biggest problem with that show. That's, that's I, why I could never get into it. Even when people did... like, you should get into Dragon mm. Ball Z, I'm like, I can't be arsed. Yeah. They're like 56 to 60 episode seasons. There's about 10 of mm. those, and most of it's bollocks. Yeah, and someone did, unfortunately, I don't remember the reason, but someone explained to me once why there's so many fil- so much filler in Dragon Ball Z. Because apparently it's not just Dragon Ball Z that has that problem. It's quite there's common anime. Because they expect it's, so many episodes. Yeah, it's something to do with the season has to last so long. Yeah, uh, uh, Sonic. X had a like, I learned this from Sonic X specifically yeah. I was like oh how many episodes are there a season there's like 60 yeah. it's quite common for animes and yeah. they don't get much more budget if any more budget than western shows no. and most western shows are like 20 like even at a stretch you're looking at 23 none yeah. of them really go over 30 episodes a season and yet for Japanese animes each year yeah. write me 60 episodes yeah. well this is no why... wonder you're going to get crap filler in there you it... have to fill in the space yeah. somewhere this is why they do... I can't believe I'm plugging this show a second time on this people are going to think i'm the biggest weeb you are a weeb. and i'm a virgin or something but um it's we what, know you're not that it's <laughs> why it's what i think high school dxd does well yeah it's high school dxd is only 12 episodes a season yeah and there is no filler they literally so i'm actually reading the light novels as well yeah, yeah. and they ad- they adapt very faithfully the Good. light novels although i'm only on volume four of the light novels season three of dxd because tell me this ain't a writer's dream season three of high school dxd basically decided to throw away the novels the source material oh and just do its own thing so they did that uh, which i actually didn't think was too bad like it felt it, it resonated emotionally with me watching the show but it obviously pissed the creator off yeah so then they didn't do any more seasons for a couple of years right because the creator imagine having this power in america because in america or the uk once you sell the rights to your thing it's that's gone. it yeah um the author of the books literally turned around and went nope give me them rights back that ain't happening got them back went to a different animation studio and went hey i want you guys to do season four uh, 12 episodes just like last time but I need you to do a 13th episode episode 0 which retcons the entire third season of wow. that the other ones did. and they did it the it, benefit with anime as well is because everything looks the same it doesn't matter which Japanese studio you go to you well, get the same quality. no this is the thing <laughs> I'm joking no, I'm just upsetting no, no no seriously though this is so season 4 because it's a different studio it's a different art style now the art style is closer to the illustrations in the book but my god I looked on Reddit are there different anime art styles? 
slightly, yeah. It's more to do with... I thought there was a very it, generic template. No, I mean, there's a generic template, yeah. um, but there's flourishes you put on it. So, oh, for example, the original High School DxD art house, everything was very exaggerated, so the hair was always really big and wavy. Uh, okay. It's more sensible in the new ones. Okay. The colours are different, and the one thing I don't like about the new one is they they're doing something... Which makes the eyes look more realistic. Oh, that's not. But it's that creepy. Much. Yeah, it's creepy. It's yeah. really creepy. It's like no, no, just go back to original anime oh, eyes, eyes, please. Yeah. Anyway, but, um, let's get back to hackers. Yeah. Um, I'll read the blurb again. It's uh, you can look. It's a UK box. Yeah, it's yeah. not in Spanish or anything like that. El Questador. I'm about to jump in and be like, La Vindieta. We're both terrible. Uh, eh, testículos. El, el campeón del video I actually have Spanish friends. If I actually sent them that, they'd be laughing because I just said testic- the testicles. <laughs> I need the American voice. They can break any code to get inside any system. They are often still in their teens and already under surveillance by authorities. They are the hackers. Zero Cool, real name Dade Murphy, is a legend among his peers. Dade? Yeah, it was his name the whole I way through. I thought they were saying Dave. No, it's Dade. Dade isn't a name, is what? it? What do you think they named the Daredore of? <laughs> In 1988, he single-handedly crashed 1,507 computers. Oh, they were so specific about that number it had all to be, the way through yeah, it. Because it's 1,507. Actually, it's I just think, like 1,500. Just yeah. say 1,500. Or 1,500. Yeah. Just say 1,500. Yeah, but they were like, 1,507. <laughs> it's like, oh, the extra seven really kicks it over the top. And was forbidden by law to touch another keyboard until his 18th oh. birthday. It's been seven years without a bite. With a wire. And he's hungry. Kate Libby, handle yes. acid burns. Until they're 18, with Johnny Lee Miller clearly being in his mid-twenties here. Yes. <laughs> Kate Libby, handle acid burns, has a souped-up laptop that can do 0 to 60 on the Infobarn in a nanosecond. Infobarn? Like 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 the Autobahn in Germany. Yeah, 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 there, yeah I got it. Information superhighway. Yeah, I got it. You would you remiss that term and throughout the whole nineties? It was information superhighway. Then do you not remember that term? I didn't get a computer until like nineteen ninety eight. So I didn't get a computer until the two thousands. Yeah, I remember. Right. I remember all the TV shows. They always used to like enforce. Oh, it's the information superhighway, and that's why they're going with that. The info barn in a nanosecond. When the two collide, the battle of the sexes goes into hard drive. But all bets are off when Master Hacker, the Plague, frames Dade, Kate and their friends in a diabolical industrial conspiracy. Now they are the only ones who can prevent a catastrophe unlike any the world has ever seen. So what do you think about that? Makes it sound a lot more dramatic than it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. So this film supposes that, and I mean, it's as a timepiece, it's really cool. But it's interesting. It's, it's inaccurate from what we know about hackers now. But certainly at the time, there was this there was this belief that hackers would be essentially like the next stage of the hippie movement, almost mm. or the the punk it'd be movement. A force for good. And- yeah. So it'd be like this huge. It, it wouldn't just be like trolls online killing. Telling everyone that they look fat and ugly, and they'd be super cool. Yeah, so they'd be I cool people that sk- roller skate everywhere. They'd have their own secret codes, like verbal codes and things like that. They would all live in like slums and stuff, and go around each other's houses, like you know, like crack dens almost, but the crack dens specifically deal in information. And I don't know about you, but I didn't see a single Guy Fawkes mask in this whole film. 
No, well, it's not V for Vendetta, that's why. And no, also, Guy Fawkes is Anonymous. British. Anonymous wear that, don't yes, they? Yes, yes, they do, that's true. But hey, I think that's, I based a, on, that's based on V for Vendetta. Yes, so that I, wouldn't I, have come I have this. a very meagre knowledge of hacking. So... Sure. Well, Plus, we better be careful what we say because we don't want to piss off actual hackers. I, we won't piss them off. I love this film and I love hackers, but let's be honest that historically they have not become the next stage of the like this this grand movement where the youth will really screw up the older generations with their you know youthful rebellion. He it's, he said it, not me. Please, please don't dox me. There are po- look, there are points you mentioned anonymous as one of them, and I would actually probably something like WikiLeaks would be the other example where hackers have actually done positive manoeuvres mm. against like sort of older, oh, right, yeah. like older established companies and things like but that. But then you have assholes who do things like DDoSing or or those people or who swatting. took the people who took Capcom hostage yes. last year. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's there's assholes in everything, and certainly. That, but again, even then, if you met someone and they're like, oh, I'm a hacker, you'd be like, yeah, all right, mate. Mm. Enjoy Facebook. You know, you, you wouldn't take it seriously. Oh, my God, this is a rebel from the, this cool underground movement. Uh, somehow I can't imagine that any actual hacker refers to themselves as a hacker. Something about that seems really lame. I'm I don't a think, hacker. But I think at the, the, the idea of this period of time, you probably would use it as an element of pride. Mm. Oh yeah, as a yeah. statement, but yeah, because we because there is no cool factor to calling yourself a hacker in sort of a real life social sphere. I think that's why people don't end up using it. Mm. It became a you know kind of a nudge of oh these are fat sweaty nerds that went to computer college rather than <laughs> being like again the, the cool hipsters. So let's start. We open up at Seattle, nineteen eighty eight. The cops raid a quiet townhouse. And then it cuts to Felicity Huffman in court. Mm. And she is the... What's the... Prosecutor. Prosecutor, that's the word I was looking for. Prosecuting a child, the child version of Dade. The judge court orders him not to use a computer until his 18th birthday. Or a touchstone telephone. Or a touchstone telephone. We then get a, a montage of an adult Dade flying to New York on his birthday. We'll come to that in a sec. But at this point, I want to. This is where Orbital actually plays about two or three times in the film. But Orbital's Halcyon and On and On first plays here, which connects it back to Mortal Kombat, which came out the same year. must have made a mint in soundtrack money. It has to be said, Mortal Kombat felt so much older than this film. Really? Like, Mortal Kombat had, like, a late 80s, early 90s vibe. Right. Um, Interesting. I think maybe just because it was so cheesy. I feel they're quite similar. So it's it's really interesting you got, like... It's not that you're wrong, it's just interesting that the vibes are different. Yeah. Um, What what is it that you... Can you put your finger on why? I think it's a mix of things, like, it's Kung Fu film, which I mostly associate with the 80s. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, It's got... Still got puppet animatronics in it, yep. which are still associated with the 80s. And the world's worst CGI. Um, world's worst <laughs> CGI, and just a campiness to it. So yeah. so Hackers has got... They're both embarrassing in a way, but <laughs> Hackers is embarrassing <laughs> in the way that you can tell how cool they think they are. Yeah, you can tell and what I'm the sure idea they, was. I'm sure they yeah. were in 1995. I mean, fucking hell, 1995, I was still singing Spice Girls and shit. I was nine... Um, I was... You were four. I would have been four, yeah. Yeah. But Mortal Kombat, it just has that 80s cheese level to it. Yeah, I I can see your point there. That's that's cool. I mean, 
I always usually associate films based on their cinematography mm. and their colour space. And in that regard, these two match up very similarly because I think they were filmed on the same sort of cameras. And they obviously yeah. they were filmed the same year. Um, I, and the, cut, the way that they filmed, that they colour the shots were very similar. That being so, they don't. Neither of them come across as an eighties movie cinematog like in terms of cinematography. I always, in terms of color, the genre I always associate with. Oh, every film in the genre looks that color. Yeah, is we talked about it in Stay Alive, early to mid noughties horror movies. Yes, are all tinted green. Well, yeah, yeah, where they took the idea oh. of the Matrix, but didn't apply it with any relevance. Just, yeah. just slapped a blue green tint over it, and yeah. we're done. Yeah. So, adult Dade flies to New York City. We find out it's his birthday, so he immediately starts hacking the local TV station because legally he can go back online. Obviously, he can't legally hack. He's just decided that's first up on his to-do list. During his hack, he calls himself Eddie Vedder, who is the singer of Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. Just a little side bit of trivia there for you. He gets stopped by another hacker who says, what are you doing in my area? This is my hacking zone. And they that person calls themselves Acid Burn. But we don't find out who Acid Burn is yet. It's the most obvious reveal, yeah, say, but I it is wonder. revealed a lot later in the film. Yeah, I wonder who it could be. Could it be the... The love female interest, love interest. Who, for some reason, seems to shit on him all the time and get away with it and is being... Because it's the 90s, man. I think also, probably, maybe one of the giveaways for it that wouldn't have been a giveaway at the time is the fact that that woman is played by it. Angelina, Angelina Jolie, Jolie, who is now a you know a world-renowned, super-famous actress. But actually, at this time, I don't think she was that famous. No. This was before all of the Lara Crafts, before all of the Soul, before all of you know all of the other stuff, the Angelina, the Brangelina stuff with Brad Pitt. Years before any of that, nearly a decade before. So I think she was a relative unknown, not a complete unknown, but a relative mm. unknown. So maybe at the time it would have played better as a reveal, but she's advertised by name on the box and posters, so probably not. Because <laughs> you're like, well, if she's named in it, she must be doing something. His mum reveals that. They went to, moved to New York in his senior year <coughs> because she had to take a new job. Dade skates to his new school and sees Angelina Jolie. He immediately gets the hots for her, but she tricks him into going onto the roof to say, oh, where you need to go is on the roof next to the swimming pool. So he goes up into the roof. As he walks out, there's a bunch of other nerdy-looking kids going, wait, don't let the door close. The door slams behind him, and it turns out the door can only be opened from the inside, so they're locked out there. It then pours with rain, and they all get wet. Ha 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 ha! Joviality, jo- joliality. It's a pun. No, no. Is that we had, we is my enough, line going to go into worse line rather than anything from the film? We had enough puns on Captain N. Captain N was amazing for puns. So, as a revenge, Dade hacks into the school's computer system, and he puts himself in her class so he can try and get revenge. Mm. He then bumps into her at the local arcade and beats her at Wipeout. Now. So obviously there's a Wipeout arcade cabinet that they're playing on in this film. I don't believe Wipeout ever made it to the arcade, but actually by the time this film came out, Wipeout wasn't released yet. Wipeout was still in development. So the version they have in the film is a beta prototype, Mm. and um, basically that you'd be playing on a PlayStation 1 rather than playing on an arcade machine. I could be wrong on there not being a Wipeout arcade cabinet. I didn't actually research that, because I only just wrote it down re-watching the film. But I'm pretty certain there wasn't there there never was one. I've never heard of it anyway. And it was pop Wipeout was super popular, so if there was one I'd assume we would have had it on South in Seafront. 
because you can testify to this on our seafront there's a million and one arcades and I've yep. lived here my whole life and I've never seen that arcade machine so Angelina Jolie bumps into her boyfriend who is played as just sort of a good looking meathead character and she rides off on the back of his motorbike not wearing a helmet not wearing a girl yeah well actually in some states in America it's not illegal to not wear a helmet though. still, that do, is, still stupid it is still stupid yeah I mean there's a, have you seen a film called Wild Hogs with John Travolta and Tim yeah. Allen in it. It's yeah. a really good film. And, uh, oh, it is a really good film. That's a controversial film. opinion. It's hilarious. That is a controversial opinion you've just released on the internet It's there. a comedy film and it's hilarious. Thus, it's a good film. You, do you, I'm not, I'm not going to comment whether I like it or not. But you know it's got a real bad reputation. Yeah, online. and I don't care because they're wrong. If a film is a comedy and it's genuinely hilarious, it's a good film. Is it genuinely hilarious? Yes, it though? is. I, I, I think I need to rewatch it. You need to rewatch it. I, I remember liking it the first time I saw it. Yeah. But then I heard them talk about it on the podcast We Hate Movies. Right. Um, I mean, that that sounds like a podcast with a particular bent. No, no, it's it's very fu- it's a funny it's a comedy podcast. No, no, I get it. Where they rip into shit films. Right. And they kind of do what we do, where we go through it and. Put it this way, from from what I remember, I don't think Wild Hogs is a film that has aged well. Um, fine they, they found a lot of sexism in it and a lot of. Um, I don't recall. Any, uh, bear in mind, this stuff. is a film I watch almost religiously. I watch it. Right. I've got the Blu-ray and I watch it constantly. A, the soundtrack is phenomenal and the audio mix is great. You've but, got a motorbike, haven't you? Yeah, I love it. You're a wild hog. In the same way they are, probably, yeah. Not not in terms of being like a... <laughs> I always remember, I'm certainly not a Hell's Angel or anything like that. I always remember Ray Liotta's in that film. I just always remember him <laughs> screaming at the top of his lungs, Wild Hogs! Wild Hogs! Yeah, he's, yeah. Anyway, the point, my point with that is there's a point where um, two of them are wearing helmets and two of them aren't. I think it's John Travolta's character goes, What if I don't want to wear a helmet? What if I don't want anything between me and the road? And then Martin Lawrence goes, You will if your head falls on it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is absolutely true. Always wear your damn helmet. That's why I couldn't be a, <laughs> a rebel. Because I'm like, No, fucking crash helmet. I've broken both my legs on a motorbike. So I know that they are dangerous. And trust me, you want as much stuff to protect your ass as possible. Because <laughs> when you come off and damage yourself in a horrendous bike accident, it's not fun. We're going to have to have a private conversation about Wild Hogs, because obviously it's not something we're going to bring up on the show outside of like the few odd references we've got here. But all I'll say is I don't recall there being any sexism. Mm. There is potentially ageist things in there, I suppose, where the, the guys almost constantly need to stop and take a pee. But, oh, the the liberal elite don't care about ageism as an issue, though. No, but I don't recall any sexism. Like, it, it, there's no female wild hogs. Maybe that's what they're worried about. But Mate, I can't really remember. We'll have to look it up again. At some yeah, point. yeah. But I, yeah, I, I can't see what they're saying from memory. And again, yeah. I watched that film two months ago, and I watch it every six months at least. Wow. And I have done for ten years. Wow. So if there was sexism in it, and I, like people will know from the show, I normally call that shit out. I didn't see any. Fair um, enough. Anyway, let's get back to uh, hackers. <laughs> so Matthew Lillard joins in. He enters our film, basically acting similarly to how he acts in Scream, but he is more off his tits, drugged, I think, yes. in this film, or drunk, probably more drugs, to be honest. I just want to bring up a couple of At least in the way he acts. I'm not saying he was on drugs. No, no. no. But he very much acts like he was on drugs. 
I just want to bring up a couple of thoughts on the performances here. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, with the casting, as we pointed out while we were watching it, these characters are meant to be, what, 8, 17, 18? 16, 16, 17. 16, 17. Most um, of them are over 20. All of them bar one. All it? except one's over 20, and one actually is 16, isn't he? Yes. That, right, if you're going to did Joey is yeah, the if, name of the character. If you're going to do the thing... Where you're casting people in their twenties to play teenagers. Don't cast a sixteen-year-old. They all have to be in their twenties. Yeah. I can, I can suspend. You can tell, can't you? Yeah, I can suspend my disbelief when they're all in their twenties. Mm. But when you've got one who actually is sixteen, now to be fair, praise to that sixteen-year-old kid because actually he seems really confident in that scene they've all got together where they're all in the um, yeah. in the hacker cafe yeah, yeah. and he's, ste- uh, and he's uh, the stealing the chips and stuff and, stuff, and he, yeah. yeah he's smoking ci- that was shocking he's like 16 and he's puffing away yeah yeah um, and I also want to say they were probably fake cigarettes but I don't know that no I know but still but yeah uh, but the kid totally he holds do- he his own yeah he doesn't look like he's fake alive. No. He, he doesn't look like a guy who's never smoked before let's put no. it that way and I also think Johnny Lee Miller does very well in this film. Yes. Assuming, I'm assuming he's deliberately trying to play someone who's really socially awkward. I think he is because he wasn't allowed to have any real communication with the outside world, was he, for about 10 years? Yeah, because he definitely comes across as a guy who something isn't right with him. Yeah. Uh, Now, this is in detached. Now, this is in direct opposition. Shall Shall I bring out a negative performance at this point? Go on then. Angelina Jolie's garbage in this movie. Ooh, now, to be garbage fair, is quite strong. Yeah. Now, to be fair, I'm not necessarily sure that's her performance that's bad. Right. The character is written badly, in my opinion. Okay. So, I, as you may know, I'm someone who very much enjoys romantic movies and love stories. And this film, as well as being a hacker drama... Old boy. Hmm? You like romantic films like Old Boy. I've never actually seen Old Boy. Oh Christ, if you had you'd realise why that's not an appropriate comment yeah. to make. <laughs> yeah, I really like romantic films and stuff like that. And I have to say, and maybe it's just because I'm not a you know, a hacker or whatever, but the weakest part of this film is their relationship for me. It um, never because it re- wasn't it... believable. I don't know why this she's I can believe bitch. it as a lust relationship, but not as a romance. Yeah, I mean she's hmm. a complete bitch to him for most of the film. Why is he whole into film. her? Yeah. I don't well it's one of the, it's that whole thing, isn't it? She, like if it go it's quite an old fashioned idea, but it's just basically she really wants it but she's gonna pretend she doesn't. Mm. So I mean there's still some films that do that now, but it, it was very much more popular. The further you go back in cinema, the more overt and the more common that trope is mm. I think that the, by the time the 90s came along they still did the trope but they gave the woman the agency to rather than just be kind of almost a victim of the guy and go no no you will love me they gave them the agency to at least make the decision for themselves oh yeah so the women ended up overpowering the men eventually for the love rather mm. than the other way around but it was still very much always women going no nope, don't really want it you're scum yeah. and then eventually somehow turning around full 180 for an un, un like an inexplicable reason. Yeah, it just didn't feel. I don't know. It just didn't feel legit. Mm. It's but. too legit to quit. I just thought I'd throw in a crappy one-liner that makes no sense. So we see the hacking world for the first time. I can't tell if it's CGI or an actual set uh, they built. So I did some reading. Mm-hmm. Apparently not CGI. Lovely. Apparently there is that no CGI in this movie. Oh, well, there has the, to be in when they play Wipeout. There has to be. There has to be. When they play Wipeout. 
The director <laughs> claims there is no CGI in this movie. Sure. Well, that's I can imagine that because they did build a set of these things in the like behind Penn and, from Penn and Teller. Mm. So it's possible that it was just a, it was a, a miniature that they filmed for the hacking sequences. Yeah. But it has a very Tron-like feel with like a purpley blue computer chip base and then these yeah. bright green glass pillars, uh, pillars that it's, resemble skyscrapers. I'm going to say, it's designed to look like a bird's eye view of a New York City street. Yes. Which I thought was quite... Because you've got all the the electrons flying down the wires look like cars. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was quite interesting. So it's a really cool visual. I mean, obviously it's not realistic to anyone who knows hacking. You don't get any cool eye-popping visuals like that. But it doesn't matter. For the, the sake of a film, it actually looks really cool. So Penn from Penatella is in this, as I say. He works for this particular company. I've never remembered to take that name. I forgot the name already yeah, as well. because it's unimportant. It's a, it's a mineral mining company. I just remember yeah, that much. Yeah, so uh, he works in this sort of hacking centre for it, but he's not sort of the main defence guy. He's just a guy who kind of watches the computer and calls in the main villain. He's a lackey. Yeah, he's a lackey. But he's got a bit of, a, he's got a bit of edge to him. So he calls up Fisher... So Fisher's the actor. Fisher, Fisher Stevens, Stevens, yes. So he plays a character in this who calls him. He's called Eugene, but he hates anyone calling him that. He wants to be called the Plague the because Plague. he's an older hacker who now works for a corporation. But he's actually he's the villain of the piece. He's actually created a virus to manipulate this company into paying him twenty five million. Even though he works for the company already, he could probably earn that much in his job. But whatever, maybe not twenty five million. Maybe that's the point. But, yeah, so he insists to be called the Plague. So when Penn calls him, it goes, Mr. Belford? My name is the Plague. Uh, Mr. The Plague, uh, something, something weird's happened on the net. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't care. That may, I wonder, you know, I actually, because I'm a big fan of Penn and Teller and I watched all of their series bullshit. Oh, okay. That is such a Penn joke. Like, that's his sense of humour. I wonder if he improved that. Probably did. Yeah, he probably just went, call me the plague, and then like the, he was meant to continue the line or just respond with, okay, well, this is what's happening. But I, I can believe that Penn would have yeah. ad-libbed the line somewhat. I've seen him with other stuff. He does it quite a lot. He's really quite... Yeah. He's, he's a funny guy. Yeah, he doesn't need help have, being funny. Have you ever seen the show Bullshit? Not that one, no. I've seen other shows with Penn and Teller, though. Bullshit's worth watching. It's uh, eight seasons, I think. Wow. Uh, it's a documentary series. Every episode's on a completely different topic. Wow. Uh, and they just expose bullshit, man. <laughs> and it's brilliant. That's cool. So, Joey, the young 16... The one who's the only genuine 16-year-old actor in this mm. from the troupe. But Joey, one of the young hackers at the new school he hacks into this company just because he's trying to show off to the others and prove that yeah. he's got earlier, the metal earlier to... on they said to him he had to perform a risky hack for yeah. them to like accept him yeah, as give, one and, of them and to give him a username but it's like you pick a username for yourself. So he, he could have just bowled in. I'm like, I'm dude cool. And they'd have to go, like, they'd probably tell him dude to piss off at this. Cool. I'm just coming up with bullshit. I'm not giving my username. Dude I'm not cool. giving my hacky. I'm not mean my username. You're, you're, I know your username. What is and it? Uh, it sounds like you have a, uh, a fungal infection. So let's carry on. Dade is taken to another hacker's flat. And they watch two Japanese hackers who are lavishly made up with different I don't know almost looked like they were ready for RuPaul and they're doing a live takeover of a TV broadcast oh yes yes oh they had oh what were their names I didn't write those down oh they actually <laughs> had cool names did they that's a shame <laughs> we'll never know oh. they'll be on IMDB 
So Joey's at home. He's only downloaded part of the data before he gets booted out. Uh, no, his mum comes in and turns off his PC, doesn't she? Because he's, he's yeah. supposed to be in bed. He then takes out the floppy disk and he hides it in an air duct in his floppy bedroom. Floppy disk. Floppy disk. This is how hardcore these hackers are. They're still on the floppies. I miss floppy disks. Mm, bet you do. For <laughs> a hard drive. So the, the plague then tells the company that a virus was left on the system which could flip over one of their ships at sea. So it's doing something where it's turning off the ballasts on one side, so the ship is going to do a rotation. Whatever it's carrying is going to be dumped into the sea, which apparently will cause a lot of pollution. Whatever it's carrying is is no good. And we then find out after the meeting that the plague, while he's obviously in charge of this Da Vinci virus, he's the guy who actually put it in. He's using the hack as an excuse to try and rip the company off for loads of money. Mm. One of the women at the meeting, he's is actually in league with him. Yes. And he created the virus. And the garbage file actually reveals the entire plan. So, on the garbage file, I, 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 I'll be honest, I'm not heavily into IT. I've not heard of a garbage file being a thing necessarily. Mm. But when you create a virus... Yeah... Do you need to create a file that explains that exposes the entire plan of what the virus is for and how you're going to use the virus to earn yourself money? I do not know. And then you just call it garbage. No, no, no one will want to look at this. It's just trash. Mm. <laughs> it's like, maybe don't write it down in the <laughs> virus software. Just, just a thought. It's just a bit of a strange thing to do. I must admit, I find it quite funny because they, they call the computer virus Da Vinci. And we we edit on DaVinci software. So whenever they kept saying about DaVinci, in my head I was going, hmm. Mm. Do you think that's what's going to happen? Well, it'll turn out DaVinci Resolve is. Yeah, DaVinci Resolve is actually... A virus. ...by the plague. We're gonna, it turns out Fisher Stevens runs Black Magic. This, this, <laughs> this, is why, this is why we keep planning films and then they actually get made before we can make them. Yeah. And we're like, God damn you! We're being listened to. You peaked like a motherfucker. Uh, so, The Plague plays a VR game. I had to mention this because it looks like a 90s Oculus Rift. But I, <laughs> is this when the detective walks this in when, on him? Yeah. They realise Dade has moved to New York City. It's, they found out that Dade, the man who did the hack way back when, uh, has moved to New York City. So he's obviously... With the oddly specific number of computers that he hacked. Yes. Uh, what was it? 1,107 or something. No, 1,507. Oh, sorry. I, thought, I, I dropped to 400. Sorry. Yes. Uh, on Wall sorry, Johnny Lee Miller. Yeah. Well, you know, you don't want to take away his accomplishments. Sorry, Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> he, does, he does play Sherlock Holmes. What, Johnny Lee Miller? Johnny Lee Miller is Sherlock Holmes in the TV series Elementary. No. Starring Lucy Liu as Watson. The TV show Are you on acid? What's going on? (laughs) To Google! Sorry, an American Sherlock Holmes with Johnny Lee Miller and Lucy Liu. There is an American Sherlock Holmes. This sounds more random than Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century. What's Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century? It's a cartoon animated series... Where Sherlock Holmes is frozen in his time period, wakes up in the 22nd century, Watson's there, well, Watson's head is there, on a massive cyborg muscular body. Right. And they have to solve crime. They're like, I'm sorry, as good as Sherlock Holmes is, like, let's say he was a real person, I know he wasn't, he was fictional, but if even he was the greatest detective of his time, shoot him for 300 years, I'm pretty certain most of his ideas would be kind of rubbished. 
Because he wouldn't even know about things like um, genetics. He wouldn't know things about forensics. These are all things that came out after the books of Sherlock Holmes. uh, Airing for seven seasons between 2012 and 2019, Elementary stars Johnny Lee Miller as Sherlock Holmes, a recovering drug addict, and Lucy Liu as Dr. Joan Watson. I hate it. I hate it already. I mean, it ran for seven seasons. It can't be that bad. Well... Mm. But Doctor the, Who's run for many seasons, and it's Doctor Who's incredible. Not at the minute, thanks to Chris Chimble. <gasps> well, we're not going to go there, although Chimbles. E- although Eve of the Daleks was better than some of the ones have been. But no, I was about to say. To be fair, Big Bang Theory ran for like twelve seasons, and Big Bang that, brilliant. No, no, the first. I'll the be first honest. I'll be honest. I'm lying. I mean, right. I, I kind of. In, I'll be I honest, enjoyed I, the first like five seasons or so. I, I was can jump okay in with. anywhere on Big Bang Theory and enjoy myself, mm. but I would never put it as like high art brilliant tv god no no <laughs> not even in its best at its best it's not there yeah um anyway back to hackers which is to be honest i find more interesting than big bang theory <laughs> didn't run for anyone I, I do want to see that elementary show though do you yeah it sounds interesting mm. i like lucy Lou. she's a good actress what happens if it turns out his name is dade it's not it's sherlock Holmes. shut up <laughs> So, the cops break into Joey's house and smash up his entire bedroom to try and find the disc. They don't <laughs> find is, it. Uh, this is the scene in which, uh, with all due respect, because I've seen him in quite a few things and I like him in a lot of things, uh, like in Californication and Always Sunny in Philadelphia. But Fisher Stevens, let's be honest, is not an intimidatingly built man. Oh, no, no, um, you're thinking a bit later. Oh, oh no, wait, no, wait, no, no, yeah. no, you are right, I'm wrong. Where he's yep. trying to intimidate He's trying Dave to intimidate him by smashing up stereo and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, although he's not very intimidating, this this performance was very entertaining. So yeah, it was... It, I'd praise say, to Fisher Stevens. I would say Fisher Stevens' performance in this, it wasn't terrifying. You were, you know, at any time feeling the threat. But... It did. It gave me vibes of the dude who did National Treasure. What's his name? Uh, Nicholas Cage. Cage. It gave me that sort of vibe. Like the guy was a little bit off base. You didn't know what he'd do next. I'm not saying he's. You know, his performance is. Fisher Stevens is one of the best things in this film. Is he? Yes. Yeah. He's he's one of the most entertaining parts of the. I'll film. be honest. Yeah, he is. I mean, some of it not entirely positively good and not his choice. But yeah. What about what's his name? I mean, he was uh, Matthew Lillard. That's it. He was all his name's right. Not on the back of the box. He's like one of the biggest names in it. Yeah, the thing is, his character's not that big a deal in it. He's he, the one who broadcasts on the He end. kind of turns up to do so. Yeah, that's why that was quite funny, because he kind of, throughout the rest of the film, he's just the guy who turns up and he's just there. Jokes. Yeah. And then at the end, he's like the most pivotal the most pivotal person in it. Yeah, he's the only one left, isn't he, yeah. by the end? So he's the one who changes the world but it's like throughout the rest of it you're right he's just nobody oh yeah um this so there's this exchange i don't know if this would go into worse lines we'll see but there was a quick exchange towards the end <laughs> where our oh, fisher stevens trying to intimidate johnny lee miller yeah and johnny like he's like you know we can work together so you know what do you think johnny lee miller goes blow me and fisher stevens goes thank you and the thing is it, it doesn't work <laughs> It no, does, it doesn't come back. I can see what they're trying to do. They're trying to turn it. Then again, you don't know. Fisher Stevens' character, uh, Eugene, 
could be bisexual, and he could be like, "Oh, thank you, Johnny. Johnny Lee Miller's a fairly attractive but, man." No, no, he could be like, "Oh, come... thank you for giving me permission to suck your penis." But that's that's not how I took it. The thing is, is like, it wasn't that I took it that way. I thought it was meant to be like showing them that they're sort of they're equal on the banter level. Right. But neither of those lines are particularly clever, no. or banterous, or a good retort it's, to the other. Yeah, it's not a good. It's not a good comeback to blow me. Thank I you. beg your pardon. <laughs> It's not a very good comeback to blow me. But I'm pumped. Anyway, Dade goes to bed and then imagines that Angelina Jolie is breaking in for sex. Both I, I end up many, getting arrested. I think many men have imagined that Angelina Jolie is breaking in for sex. Laura <laughs> <laughs> Croft broke into my bedroom. Honest, Mom. She, she left her ectoplasm all over the cupboard. Ser- seriously, seriously, honey. She just broke in and just started going to town. Like, this wasn't me. Yeah. I would never cheat on you, honey. <laughs> Seriously, not not even with Angelina Jolie. No, no, she she assaulted me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he then wakes up not, from not that. Not that we're laughing at, at assault. People no, 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 being no, no, assaulted. No, no just, just because idea, it's an obviously bullshit story. Yeah, the idea that an average middle-aged man would get assaulted by Angelina, Angelina Jolie. <laughs> Dade then goes to jo- Angelina Jolie's house party and the boys perv over some young dancer that's there. Oh, so... Okay, so I'm going to put this into worse lines. It has to go into worse lines. I think it's Matthew Lillard says... Look at that pooper, man. Spandex. It's a privilege, not a right. Yeah, that's got to go in worse lines. Look at that pooper. I didn't hear him say pooper. Yeah, he says, look at that pooper. When he's talking about her bum. I mean, like, (laughs) I I like ladies' bums, but I would not refer to them as poopers if I was trying to be... As a grown man. As a compliment. Yeah, you got a nice pooper, babe. It goes along with um, spillage. Mm. So now we've got the fact that women's bums are poopers and their breasts have spillage. Spandex is a privilege, not Not a right. right. Which is a great great line, that bit. Um, You can't use that following look at that pooper. Being that I'm an ugly, overweight man, I'm going to get a spandex onesie and I'm going to have that printed on the front. Spandex (laughs) is a privilege, not a right. You know what? I I approve. If you get one, get me one as well. Uh, So the boys break into Angelina Jolie's room to admire her laptop. That's not a euphemism. literally a laptop I was about to say this is where they're literally popping stiffies over a laptop isn't yeah, it she, and they're like oh my god it's got so much RAM yeah and all the like it's what's great about it if you are into tech specs they go through the really hot tech specs of this laptop mm. being a laptop from 1995 none of them are hot tech oh, specs it's, that it, it's the power of an etch-a-sketch these yeah days. it's hilarious Angelina Jolie breaks into the room with her current boyfriend to have sex not seeing the boys there and then when they interrupt, she goes, what are you doing? Oh, we're looking at oh, your laptop. She then no, no, gets no, distracted. No, no, let's, let's not f- skip this important factor, that if it weren't for Johnny Lee Miller, all the other characters aren't going to announce that they're there. They're just going to oh, yeah. watch. They were just going to watch, weren't they? They're just going to yeah. watch and perp. And Johnny Lee Miller's the idiot who ruins it by being like, <laughs> yeah. um, excuse me. <laughs> Hi, I know you're going to bang, but I like your laptop. <laughs> <laughs> it's always one goody two shoes. Yeah, absolutely. 
um, which is ironically the guy who broke crashed 1,507 Wall Street computers. Yeah. Well, I think if, if anything, the modern age has taught us it's that Wall Street are the bad guys. So. Oh, absolutely. So she decides she's turned off from sex now because she wants to talk about her laptop with the boys. Don't look at that box. Yes, that's not my naming. We've got to watch this. Yes, we have. Sorry, it's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. It's one of our upcoming episodes. He's seen the box art. Look, look at the three images. That's that's from Super Mario Brothers three. Mm. <laughs> no, that one's from Super Mario Brothers three, and that's from Super Mario World. But this is a box art apparently for the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Wait, it's, no, it's, <laughs> there's no it's, images on there at all from the actual show that's advertised. This, this is the thing that's Robo Cooper is the title that's got me feeling like. Don't you like the, the brothers on a bicycle on this one? <laughs> it's terrible. Look, we've got to focus. We're getting told off. So, Dade breaks into Angelina Jolie's laptop. She catches him, and they flirt heavily over outdated tech specs. They challenge each other to a hacking challenge. If Angelina Jolie wins, Dade becomes her work slave. So he has to do all these dog's body jobs, and she's going to make his life hell. If Dade wins, she agrees that she has to go on a date, and specifically, she has to smile and enjoy it. She can't just sort of turn up and be all moody. Yeah, so not all rapey, is it? Yeah, no. Smile and enjoy it, bitch! There's a little Legend of Zelda here. (laughs) I'm going to force you to come on this date, and you will enjoy it, woman. So, they take turns hacking the FBI guy who's suing Joey. Oh, we missed a bit. Joey got arrested. Did we miss Joey's arrest on here? Yeah, we did. So, yeah, Joey's home is arrested, and he's, like... So, we were talking about this. The only character who's actually... The actor is the appropriate age is Joey, 16. All the others are in their 20s. Oh, yeah, I forgot And this. the only one we see bare ass of is Joey when he gets raided. Yeah. We see his Full bare ass. Bare ass. Like, filmmakers, filmmakers, I love a bit of eye candy in a film, but I do not now, nor do I ever, and I can safely say that other than a certain group of people, nobody wants to see the bare-naked ass of a 16-year-old boy. Yeah, being arrested and handcuffed. Like, it, to be fair, it's only for a split second, but, but it's, it's but a weird piece of film. He's 16, it's weird. There's it's also creepy. no reason they couldn't have put trousers or shorts on him. Or even just a towel, because he's just got out of the shower. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He could just have the towel... Like, the towel doesn't have to come off. Just keep the towel on. Let's be clear... You see less of the girls in Dead or Alive than you see of Joey in that moment. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. You see what you had for dinner. So, anyway. <laughs> Sweet con. <laughs> you just drank while I said that. I'm surprised you kept it down. <laughs> it was a struggle, I'll admit. Yeah. Uh, so, it's like my TARDIS beer steam, by the way. <laughs> so, as they do different things, Max they max out his credit cards. They do all these sort of things to ruin his life. And eventually gets to the point where Dade has him officially registered as dead dead and the guys are this is accounting sir uh, you inquired about an employee of ours uh, agent richard gill yes uh, our records indicate he's deceased um what it ends up as a tiebreaker so whoever wins the tiebreaker must also add that they wear the dress on their date now what's interesting is that that's the that's the additional so whoever win whoever wins now the other one has to wear a dress on their date yeah. but Angelina Jolie's win wasn't to get the date. There was no date in hers, so is he just going to wear a dress when he does other stuff? They, it's as if now the date is guaranteed. It's just who now wears well, the dress. Because hasn't he won this first round? No, no, by he hasn't. He declared they, dead. No, they declare it as a tiebreaker. Right. So it's yeah. So there's yeah. Jolie then imagines Dade 
in, in you know having sex at times. Yeah. It looks like it's her groin, but it so, then ends up being Johnny Lee Miller's groin yeah. in a vinyl suit. This is quite a good scene because it, it does a nice double trick of the audience. Yeah, because you assume it's him fantasizing again, and like you said, it, you lo- it looks like it's her hips in the vinyl suit. Yeah, and then all of a sudden she wakes up and you realize actually she's now fantasizing about him. Yeah. Also, every single dude in the audience who was just like, oh yeah, Angelina, suddenly just <laughs> shriveled up and went, oh no, oh god, I'm so confused. What does this mean? Yeah, you're like, oh god, that's hot, that's super hot, and then it's like, and it's got a penis in it. No, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, how fragile does your masculinity have to be? Yeah, it's it's quite funny. <laughs> Can you imagine it? If you were the sort of dude who would be cracking off during a film and then finding <laughs> that out. Finding that out. You watched this for the Jolie and right. you got... Uh, no, one, no one should be cracking off during <laughs> Hackers, especially not a film with a... Why, big... would that not make it Crackers? Here's what's in this film. <laughs> Let me explain to you what's in this film. The bare naked ass of a 16-year-old boy. Yep. I believe we see Matthew Lillard's nipple at one point. Oh, absolutely. He pulls his shirt yes, to yes, the side and yes, starts fingering himself. Yes, jo- A close-up of Johnny Lee Miller's hip bones in this vinyl. In a vinyl, in a tight vinyl, like... It, it's more like a bikini sort of style yeah, yeah, uh, vinyl yeah. suit at the bottom isn't it um, this is definitely not not something that unless unless you're into this dudes, isn't your granddad's hacking film unless you're into <laughs> dudes well no your granddad's hacking film is in bloody tapping into the old coal mine or whatever is that a euphemism <laughs> no no I mean there's no computers no I know I'm joking um yeah, no, this is not a film that you should be cracking off to, as, as Rory... No. As my esteemed co-presenter put it, cracking off. So good off. with words. Joey is released from prison, mm. and he takes the disc out of his hidey hole. That sounds bad after we've talked about his naked bum, doesn't it? He takes the, he takes the disc out of the air duct, and he gives it to one of the other hackers. I can never remember this guy's name. The black dude who always wears, like, the tiger print clothes... But he's only in, like, a few scenes. He's kind of one of the mains, but never really named, never really given much to do. He's just sort of there. A bit like Matthew Lillard, but Matthew Lillard has become a more famous actor since, so he's kind of more memorable in that regard. Yeah, so he gives this other uh, other hacker... God, I've gone... Other hacker, got to give it to the other He gives it to this other hacker, and who realises they're being tailed by the FBI. So they split... The hacker who's got the disc goes into uh, a men's toilet and uses gum to stick it behind a condom machine and then runs away. The Secret Service raid this hacker at his home the next morning and he uses his jail call, hacks the phone in order to contact Angelina Jolie and tell her where to get the disc. So she and Matthew Lillard take the disc to Dade and ask for help. There's like an awkward moment that I don't really want to focus on because it's just a bit weird. Like it works for the film, but it's not particularly interesting, really. When she's in the men's toilets trying to get the, because they send her in, not Matthew Lillard, for some reason, to get the disc from behind the condom machine, and there's all these guys in the men's toilets looking a lot. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, to be fair, I tell you something we didn't talk about, and far be it for me to criticise anyone. But if anyone listens to this podcast, I think they've realised that oh, my character is that I'm a bitch, um, <laughs> and, and I fully admit that I look like a bridge troll. 
But my <laughs> God, Angelina Jolie's haircut in this film is fucking atrocious. So, the, yeah, so the haircut, I don't think suits her. It, it, it doesn't suit her face shape. No, absolutely not. It, it's I a pixie know, cut. It, if anyone wants in... to know what it is, it's a pixie cut. It was quite popular in the mid to late 90s. Yeah, and it um, shouldn't have been. It should have died a death. Yes. Uh, well, yeah. I, I would say yes, because I agree with you, but actually my dad likes that haircut on women, so... That's, that's a gross thing I to don't, know, Rory. I don't want to take away something from my dad. Yeah, but it's a gross thing that you know that. Why, why is that part. weird? Because it's like you and your dad talk and share things and have an actual relationship with each other. Oh, my God. I have, like, like, a healthy relationship with my parents. Yeah, they're exactly. my friends. It's sickening. should be like my parents, where it's like kids are seen and not heard, stay in your room, never talk to yeah, us. Yeah, that sounds great. It is. <laughs> I turned out fine. <laughs> Did you? You just called yourself a bridge troll. <laughs> Hey, I have the wherewithal to see the truth. I ain't in any denial. Yeah, because your dad battered it into you while you were younger. <laughs> what a loving relationship that was. <laughs> God, this, this wasn't supposed to be a counselling session. but <laughs> So the problem, full disclosure to the audience, because we might as well tell them because they'll be able to hear it. Oh. Due to unforeseen personal circumstances, we actually had to split the recording of this episode into two, and we are doing this second half like a week and a half later. Yeah. I'm not I've got notes, which is, I think, the only reason that we haven't had to watch it again, because I've actually got the story written out. Yeah, I, I cannot remember fuck all that happened yeah. in this. As you're reading it out, I'm going, oh, yeah. yeah but it's a case but, of your recalling mm, rather than just remembering. But, but I don't remember this bit with the condom machine and the men's toilets. Oh, really? No. Okay. Uh, there's a quote here from Lillard. I don't think it's as bad as he's look at that pooper. Uh, but he says... Guys, listen, we got a higher purpose here, right? A wake-up call from the Nintendo generation. Mm. Which is cheesy. I don't yeah. think it's, it's nowhere near as bad as Look at That Pooper, though. Has, look anyone, at that ever, po- has anyone ever referred to it as the Nintendo generation before? The, uh, so in America, I think they would have done. So like, if you think about... In America, Nintendo owned 90% of the gaming market during the NES era. When the SNES era came out, they had a huge challenge from Sega, mm. but that died a death, really, in the Saturn era, where the PlayStation instead took over and actually dominated Nintendo yeah. with the PlayStation brand. But it still took a long time because people... I don't know what it is in America, but they like to be able to reference games eras or like just gaming in general by using a single company name. So yeah. throughout the whole 80s, it's like, I'm going to go play Nintendo. Yeah. And it, that stuck. Even throughout the 90s, people go, I'm going to go play Nintendo, even when PlayStation had already overtaken it. But when they refer to the Mega Drive... Even though they called it the Genesis, mm. they don't even call it that. They go, the Sega. Yeah. And so, but it, what is it? The Sega what? There's loads of Sega machines. And then, after a while, certainly by the early 2000s, people weren't really saying, I'm going to go play Nintendo anymore. They were saying, I'm going to go play PlayStation. And then it's only really in sort of the late 2000s, early 2010s era, where saying, I'm going to go play the... Enter company brand here. Yeah, stopped Xbox really being a thing. Yeah, or... it started being about naming specific. Well, normally you just say I'm going to go play some video games. Yeah. that became acceptable enough to say. But yeah, otherwise it's like, I'm going to play Nintendo. I'm going to go play Sega. I'm going to go play PlayStation. So really? computer games, gaming, video Wago. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I love that. I learned one thing in this podcast, and that's that in Spanish you pronounce video game video Wago. Video Wago. So Plague Set 
Dade's mum up on the system as a criminal on the run. So the FBI and the police are after her. You swap Dade's mum's freedom, like to restore it back to her being an innocent, for the disc. Because he knows that Dade has the disc. So Dade waits on the street to hand the disc to Plague. Now you might remember this bit. This is the bit in the middle of the night. <laughs> yes. So this Yeah, so so Dade is standing on a street corner in the in the night. It's it's New York, so we've got that you researched this last time. So actually uh, about the steam. Explain why there's steam in New York. So I uh, this is something that I've noticed in tons of films. Yeah, and yeah. it only just occurred to me when we were. It's watching only really this. in New York, specifically yeah. in America. Yeah. And it's, uh, you've never seen steam like it anywhere else no and it finally occurred to me while we were watching this awful film to look up the reason why and apparently a lot of the older buildings in downtown new york don't have their own inbuilt boilers or central heating like we do here in britain they have these big steam plants that pipe steam into the buildings and those pipes run underneath the street level and where the cold air meets the the hot uh, pipes. meets the hot pipes it it creates steam so they built these vents into the sidewalk as they call it in america the sidewalk the sidewalk we call it pavement, pavement. here in britain because we um, have words we also trust our <laughs> citizens to be able to cross the road without making it a crime is the pave is is the pavement in the middle of the street <laughs> you know you know about jaywalking right yeah 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 what a stupid crime anyway that's it basically is yeah. that's why there's steam so yeah so this this street has very much that classic new york look where you've got like it's the middle of the night and there's just for some reason masses of steam gushing out from underneath the sewer pipes and everything else just emanating from the sidewalk which is a great look I've always wondered why and I'm glad you researched it because it's like things like the original titles for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles TV series Mm -hmm. I know the series itself wasn't particularly gritty but the intro was and it had all of that stuff it's all brilliant Um, oh yeah Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Yeah, you went with the British one. But yeah, so it's that kind of environment. Dade's standing on the street corner, and then through the mist comes a limo. But, but, the plague is not in the limo. The plague is hanging onto the side of a limo. On roller skates. No, 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 on a skateboard. On a skateboard, skateboard, just squatting down, (laughs) right, on the skateboard. As he gets closer, he releases the limo, uh, to go past aid, grab the disc, and then as he comes off the other side, he goes back to the limo, grabs the side, but the limo has to stop to let him in. It's like, <laughs> why don't you just stop the limo, reach your hand out of the window, and then drive off? Yeah, like there was no reason to come out on the skateboard. Like, no, no, go- no, no. Honestly, driver, I'll stop the car. I'll get the skateboard, and then because <laughs> when he approaches on the skateboard, it's so it's slow. Really slow anyway. <laughs> like it's not like he just zips past and snatches it out of Johnny no, Lee Miller's it's, hand. It's at like two mile an hour. You can walk faster, and you're like, "What are you doing?" Johnny Lee Miller literally like sees him coming for a good like ten seconds. Yeah, and then and then holds the disc out <laughs> for it to take, and you're like, "Mate, the world's on. slowest." snatch I've ever seen that sounds worse than a minute that's <laughs> so Dade and the gang break into the real disc code so Dade's actually giving them a fake disc mm. they break into the code and they're looking at what's called hex code I recognised it on the screen now here's a fact for you you can't necessarily read code in hex unless it's been designed for hex so right. hex code is a type of is a coding type I'm sure there's people there's, I know there's people out there with way more knowledge than me I'm, I'm at best, very basic on mm-hmm. any knowledge of code. But 
Hex will sometimes tell you, so it'll bring up all this code, that's just numbers. And then it's got this translation window, which will tell you what the English means for what all of these things do, what the names of the files are, all the copyright information, all of this sort of stuff. But that translation is literally built into the hex code for the coders to read. Mm. It makes no sense that the secret information that they're trying to find would be written in hex code. Because hex code can be read by literally anyone with a hex editor, which are free to download. So you don't even need to translate it. The hex editor does that for you. So if you've done your whole maniacal plan in hex code, I'm not 100% certain you can really call yourself a hacker. Because literally any old bugger with a hex editor can just download, what's it say? Oh, well, the translation says, I have set up DaVinci to crash the company. It's just a really weird... Is the hacker Steve Coogan? It could be. (laughs) (laughs) It's hotter than the sun. But this... (laughs) Anyway... Dade reveals that he I'll used try, to be Zero Cool. The name of the famous character Steve Coogan plays on the tip of my tongue. Alan Partridge. Alan Partridge, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen Alan Partridge, you know, except for uh, I saw the film he did, which I've been told Alpha is Papa. N- yeah, which I've been told is not a good representation of I'll be honest, I enjoyed Alpha, Alpha Papa, but right. yeah, that, he, some of his other stuff's funny as well. Right. I'll show you some, but yeah. So Dave reveals to the group that he used to be cool, Zero Cool. Now, if you don't remember who Zero Cool was, he was the guy who hacked 1,507 1, computers in Wall Street. Don't forget, because they keep telling us, so we're going to fucking tell you. I love this eye because he obviously thinks that's a cool name like Zero Cool well the film tries to make out that it's a cool name as well so the film is that if you've got Zero Cool that means you're a fucking nerd maybe that's what it means as well maybe we're missing the point what if we did a crossover here Zero Cool versus Sub-Zero I think Sub-Zero would win because he's got literal (laughs) Sub-Zero temperatures to work with but he's got the hips as well Mm. so maybe Johnny Lee Miller would like that can you imagine Sub-Zero in the latex suit that that sounds, sounds sexy. <laughs> that, and sounds... while doing the little waddle walk down the yeah. stairs. Uh, my question with our thin nose, bikini briefs are, <laughs> what's your <laughs> testicle situation? Are you popping them up inside or you got one out of each side? I mean, <laughs> Pick you, a side. I'll be honest, I think you'd probably know better than I. <laughs> I just... <laughs> Why would I know? I've never... Oh, wait, have I worn? <laughs> no. No, no, no. Not I've, latex, not yet. I've, d- I've played women on stage before, but I've never done latex... Uh, Bikini briefs. Okay, no, fair enough. They all I'm agreed. Granny panty top. <laughs> <laughs> My front, like Mr. Bean. Uh, so they all agreed to work together to hack the company before the five minutes it would take for the company to find them, so they don't get arrested. Or if they get arrested, they get arrested together, having finished the job. The team social hack the company. You know what I mean by social hacking? I'll explain it anyway. No, no. So social hacking is how most hacking is done, where you call someone up. And you trick them verbally into giving you passcodes and things like that and information you need to actually do the hack. Social hacking is the most common form of hacking. They do do it a lot in Veronica Mars. Yes. Which is a fantastic show that everyone should watch. So, like, for example, in this, Matthew Lillard is in under someone's desk and he's obviously hacking into their phone system. Uh, Someone else is doing something else in the building. They're basically cracking into their their router and their their wired network because they didn't have a wireless network at the time. Oh, here's another quote. There is no good and evil, there's only fun and boring. Mm. That's actually a good quote, though, I would say. Yeah, I mean, it's a variation on a line that's been done a billion... How many villains have you heard say the line, there is no good and evil, there is only ambition, there is no good and evil, there is only power... and There is only Zool. There is only Zool. (laughs) 
no, is it no Dana only Zool? Yes, or it, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's Harry Potter where he. I no, that's Ghostbusters. No, I think it's Harry Potter where he says. Oh, um, sorry, another quote <laughs> where he says. There is no good and evil, only power and those with the will to seek it. Right. I think that's Harry Potter. I'll be honest, that that, that sounds shit compared to fun and boring. I, I, I actually will take the plague over Harry Potter. And I mean a real plague. No, there's... <laughs> Don't say that when we're in an actual oh, yeah. plague. Well, I got my wish and we still didn't lose Harry Potter for fuck's sake. <laughs> they lost J.K. Rowling. Whoa! We're not allowed to talk politics. They Shut up! Well, I'm just saying. I'm, no, no, we've been told off. I'm merely sta- we got told off by one person. Yeah, it's true. I'm merely stating a fact, which is they cut J.K. Rowling out of the big reunion episode. No, she was invited. She refused. Did she? Yeah. So anyway, that's a political thing because it's all to do with. We're her not saying why. Opinion. We're not saying why. No, no. But we're just saying. If we go into that, we're still on the verge. I think of. Hey, we're definitely coming off script, but we're also going into a political thing. Well, I tell you, I bet doesn't like hackers. Boris Johnson. No, no. Well, any, <laughs> anyone in the establishment doesn't like hackers. That's why they're going after the dude from WikiLeaks. That's why they gave Tony Blair a knighthood. Didn't they finally? But get... they're trying to kill the guy who actually exposed that Blair was a yeah. corrupt piece Didn't of shit. Did they finally get the guy from WikiLeaks, Julian Assange? Yeah, he he's not. He's not being. He's thing. not been charged yet. But yeah, right. he's yeah. That obviously that's still going on, and yet they gave Tony Blair a knighthood who should actually be in the fucking stocks and murdered. Well, over he's a an million evil piece people have signed the petition to have that reversed. And so I'm let's one see of what them. Happens. Have you signed it, or is it? Or you don't no, have to no, say. No, I actually haven't. I oh, would, okay. though. I, I think he's a piece of crap. I'll yeah, sign absolutely it. absolutely evil bastard. Uh, can we sign one to go back in time and have this film erased from history? No, this is a, this, this film is nowhere near as bad as some of the shit we watch. Come on. Oh, come on. No, I, I, no, can't, I can't believe you hated no, that much. No, I'm trying to remember what we've covered so far, and this, is, this isn't the worst you, you, thing you, we've There's covered. things in it that you've already appreciated, like the fact that it does the twist on, on yeah. hetero men with the, this, the twist of yeah, Dade and, this, like, in the this latex isn't and as, stuff. This is not as bad as Legend of Zelda. It's not as bad as Paul Anderson's Resident Evil. Or Paul Anderson, in or, general. Or, uh, or Uwe Boll. Uwe, ah, oh, I still, yeah. Friend of the show, Uwe Boll. Friend of the show. <laughs> Why don't you come on board, Uwe? Don't invite that. He'll come here and kill us. He'll come here just to beat us up like he did <laughs> yeah. with the journalists. So, the team listening on the FBI guy, who's calling for their arrest. They record that, and because they've intercepted it, that call doesn't then go through. They delegate... On the tube, so they're... Un- I can't remember what it's called in America, like the underground. Subway. Subway. See, uh, over here, that's just a place where you get nice sandwiches. Yeah, sandwich. And in America, it's both a house of paedophiles and for trains. Because they had Jared, no? Jared the Subway guy. Yeah, yeah. He was a who pedo. lost tons of... Wo- whoa, 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 Michael. God, sorry. I was reading a text from my uh, writer's group that I didn't go to last night. Um... <laughs> the guy who supposedly lost, lost tons of weight eating nothing but Subway yes. turned out to be a paedophile. Yes. That's why you knew you don't see him anymore. He's nowhere safe. No. Everyone's but a fucking paedophile these days. It, there's actually a recent comment from him. Mm-hmm. Like, he's been in prison for years for being a pedo. Oh, and how am I only just hearing about yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so he... <laughs> from prison, he's made his comment recently, apparently, according to news, saying that he doesn't like the fact that, you know, he, it's really bad in prison. It's just like, oh, I miss things like having carpet and things like that. It's really it's really bad. It's like, then don't rape children. I'm going to say you know, we're paedophiles. I'll be honest, you, it was a really easy way to keep all of those things, was just to not do the thing you did. Yeah, <laughs> just don't do that one thing. It's not, it's not as if there's any confusion. It's not anyone's like, oh, I didn't realise. You know, it's like... <laughs> Fucking obvious. Oh. Just don't do that bit. Anyway. Go on, let's drag ourselves re- back to this. It's all right, we're nearly done. So they realise the Da Vinci virus is an inside job as the garbage file documents an oil leak in the future. 
So it actually has a date that's a future date for the for the like all the stuff that's going on and all of the the sabotage that's happened. They realise that the oil leak news is due to come out on the same day and at the same time as the Da Vinci virus resolves itself. So clearly they're interlinked. They go to a club to find the Japanese hackers from earlier in the film, having to have a direct conversation with them. Dade and Jody reveal the plot to the Japanese hackers, who suggest doing an online call from hackers online to help them. So essentially their idea is that I don't know how, if this actually works in that in like real life hacking because I don't know much about hacking. I don't know anything about hacking really. But the idea is that Dade himself could get the hack done within like eight minutes or something like that. But they've only got five minutes to actually get the hack done before they're all arrested. So Angelina Jolie helping will get that down to like six minutes. And then the other Matthew Lillard helping them out will get it down to like five minutes. And then in order to help get that five minute time down, they basically put a, a public call out on some hacking community online. Well, they so that the through, more people helping the with two, that. Yeah, but the idea is that the more Japanese people. Japanese people don't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, but the more, the idea apparently is that the more people hacking at one time will reduce the time it takes to hack. But I don't know if that works because everyone would surely be also overdoing everyone else's work. I think so. They, I, you don't see this in the film, but I think they split the work up more so people are focusing on specific parts yeah. of the code. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the only way it would work, really. I suppose it's a little bit like um, when you. Not that anyone here does this, but you know when you torrent something, and the way torrenting works is you have cedars, oh, yeah, and it, and it takes, takes a little piece yeah. from each person. No, that actually might make sense there. I, yeah, no, fair enough. Again, wrong. not that anyone on this podcast has ever torrented. We don't even know what torrenting I've never is. Met torrents. What is <laughs> that? <laughs> Who is Mr. Torrents? I like some black torrents. Black currants. Oh, okay. Get it? I wonder where you're going with that. That scared no. me. <laughs> no, I was trying to make a. What's was, wrong with the white torrents? No, it was a. It was a. It was a really bad joke where I was trying to think black torrent sounded like black currant. Right. Okay. Don't do that again. Yeah. I just want some ribena. That's what I want. Okay. Well, we'll find you some ribena in a minute. You, you sit there. You be a good boy. Get you some ribena. Oh, what, what a juice box. <laughs> Get a Capri Sun. Oh, I love Capri Sun. <laughs> <laughs> so much sugar that you'll be buzzing for you're days. So, you're in America, they pronounce it Capri Sun. Okay. And that bugs me. Well, I suppose they're Capri Pants, they call the shorts, don't they? Do we call them Capri Pants? No. So maybe maybe it's Capri Sun. So the crew roller skate to their final tasks, and it I mean, it was obviously about five years before, but it just reminded me of Jet Set Radio! You've got these punks dressed all in multicoloured Larry shit, skating to, you know, screw the cops and screw everyone over. I'm like, this is proper Jet Set Radio vibes. In fact, you could probably take that and put some of Hideki Naganuma's music over it and it would just be sweet. Could you stop playing with that radio, Lord? I'm trying to get to sleep. Hideki Naganuma's the guy who did most music for Jessup Radio. I I figured from context. And if you don't know Hideki Naganuma's work, go and look it up because it is the sweetest music. So Dade puts on a 90s form of Google Glass... Do you remember when he's at the uh, phone yes. booth? He puts on these glasses and it's got like over one eye. It's got what looks like a small screen. It looks like the scouter from the Saiyans in Dragon mm. Ball Z. Because I remember when, when he put it on, I went, over 9,000! <laughs> the four of them use public payphones to hack the company. And the bad guys are obviously trying to stop the hack. 
Oh, and I put here, it's ridiculously bad how the villains talk in almost military terms. So while the plague and all of the other, while they're in the server room trying to stop the hack going on, I actually wrote this down. If anyone's watched Star Trek, when things happen, they'll try and talk in military terms. If it's like, open phases, Lieutenant, do this. Captain, understood. You know, they'll, they'll be, it'll be short and clipped, right? And they do that with this. It's like... <laughs> Rabbit is in the administration system. Send a flu shot. Rabbit, flu shot, someone talk to me. That's what this means, anyway. No, it doesn't mean anything. What's rabbit virus? Need a flu shot. Like, for the rabbit virus, I assume, but it's like... No, you need an antivirus. (laughs) Who has a flu shot? I've never had a virus on my computer. I I have never had a virus on my computer. But if I had done, I wouldn't be like, has anyone got a flu shot that I can have for my computer? (laughs) Lucky you, never having a computer virus. I'm smart. I'm just, I know it's slightly it's off because I don't topic. drink black torrents. I'm just, uh, I'm just, <laughs> uh, I know this is slightly off topic, but I'm just thinking of the episode of the IT crowd where Jen can't find her internet browser. Yes. And she calls Roy and her laptop is just filled with, with viruses. And vir- oh, and he, yeah, goes, sorry, yes. he goes, I haven't seen that one since the 90s. <laughs> and she goes, oh, is, is it bad? Is it infected? And he goes, Jen, if this was a person, I'd shoot it in the face. <laughs> So there's a cool visual here. It makes no sense, but it is a cool visual. So it's obvious what they wanted to do was have the the cast who are in the phone booths have the camera spin around them. Now, what they've done is a really awesome visual. I have to say, I have to give it an applaud for being a brilliant visual. Obviously, logistically or logically, it makes zero sense. Instead of rotating the camera around the phone booth, they've got like the camera fixed and they're spinning the phone booth around yeah, with someone in it. Yeah, put it on a turntable, haven't they? Yeah. It looks kind of goofy. I appreciate what they were trying to do, but it doesn't work somehow. Uh, there's another qu- quality line here where they're talking about um, different... Like we- We've already talked about rabbit virus need a flu shot. Mm. One of them's like, the system has a cancer, because they always, for some reason, use real human viruses as names for the viruses in the film. Oh, no, my computer has AIDS. Oh. Yeah, and someone's like... They're going for the colonel. Colonel who? The system command processor. It's the brain. Cancer, brain, brain, cancer. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, computer, don't do that. My computer has COVID-19. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's bullshit. It didn't wear its mask. So the plague defeats everyone in the hack, mm-hmm. except Joey, the 16-year-old boy bum boy. Jesus Christ. I, I, we're going to jail. We, we're, I'm not the one who filmed a boy's bum hole. You're the one who keeps saying it, B- though. Bum hole? <laughs> I'm just saying it because it makes you cringe. Oh. Buttocks. <laughs> so he's their last chance to actually defeat the plague. They download the firewall, then kill the Gibson computer. Now... I'm going to give you something here. The Gibson computer is named for William Gibson, the guy the who wrote author. Yeah, the cyberpunk author. Mm. Actually termed the term cyberpunk, I think, as well. But um, things like Johnny Mnemonic and stuff like that are wrote, all William wrote Gibson. some episodes of the X-Files. Yes, yeah, he's, he's done an awful lot of stuff. Mm. Yeah, very good writer, a brilliant writer, a famous writer. Now, that prevents the ship capsizing. They're then arrested, except for Matthew Lillard, who had to go out and get something. I think he was, like, because he got hacked out early... He had to go and... I think he went and became the Watch or something. But he went out for something. So when they get arrested, Lillard isn't there. And as Dade and all the rest are moving out, Dade throws the disc into the bin. Mm. 
And as he's marched out by the police under arrest, he shouts at Matthew Lillard about how this is garbage, this is all trash, it's all rubbish, it's trash, rah, rah, like obviously overemphasizing trash, trash to give him the impression, you know, go look in the trash, which he does and finds a disc. Um, I can't remember who says this line, but I really like this line. I suggest you modify your attitude because you are floating. And I'm about to flush your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember who says that. No, neither do I. It's is a it, terrible line. No. I don't know. I think it's oh, a cop. Is it the cop too, Dave? I think it's the cop. Yeah, I suggest you change your attitude because you're floating. I'm going to flush your ass. The fact that it's yo ass. Yo ass. Yeah, I think it's because the, the, the cop guy, the FBI guy, is a black guy. Yeah. So I think it might be him. And Hollywood loves to write black characters talking yeah. like that. Even though he's a professional yeah. police officer, it'd be like, no, we're going to give him some homey line in yeah, there somewhere. He's, he's still going to talk like he's from the hood. Yeah, somewhere along the line. Like for the most of the part, he's just been a normal guy and then suddenly, yo ass. Well, didn't they even do. Isn't there a film. I it's called Big Game or something like that that stars Samuel L. Jackson as the President of the United States <laughs> but he is still motherfucking everything <laughs> he's still motherfucking this and fuck that but yeah no that sounds like something someone would make <laughs> Well, then you've got Pixels, where they put, what's his name? Kevin James yeah, as, the as the president. So, Jesus. And then we had Donald Trump, and we went, oh, that's not such a, an outrageous idea, oh, yeah, having all, Kevin as the president. All, all fi- I think we made this joke in Super Mario Brothers, yeah. with the Vote Cooper posters. All fictional evil presidents seem better now. Yeah, <laughs> they we're like, is that so bad? <laughs> I'd rather have had President Schwarzenegger from the Simpsons film. And, and I was, from Demolition Man. I was elected to lead, not to read. <laughs> So, we're right at the end game. Lillard hacks the TV stations with the Japanese guys and reveals the truth live across many TV stations. Mm. He takes a long the... time to get to his point. Yeah, he did, yeah. He outs the plague and his female accomplice. The plague puts on a bad old man disguise and goes on an airplane where he's then arrested. But, like, the, the goatee and everything he's put on, like the white hair and the white goatee, really dodgy. Yeah. So I was like, did you really think you are going to pass? Like, why don't you just shave your goatee and your hair? Yeah. Like, go bald completely if you're going to do something like that um dade and jody finally go on their date wind up in a swimming pool mm. they kiss underwater as the credits roll yeah whoa whoa let's not forget though jo- poor johnny lee miller i don't know if it's a costume he's wearing or what but he looks like there's a quite a long scene where they're watching the light their oh, friends yes. have the building yes, to light up about that, yeah. and they're like floating in this pool you know treading water look mm. at and Angelina Jolie's doing fine like it's effortless Johnny Lee Miller looks like he is fighting for his <laughs> life his head keeps dipping below the surface yeah he's, he's like proper not doing well it's like Johnny Lee Miller <coughs> can you not swim <laughs> like it's fine I can't fucking swim no 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 but, but I mean like, in theory I can swim you like think I, someone would have given him a lesson <laughs> yeah or put something under the water for him to stand on or yeah. something so he doesn't look like he's about to die he literally <laughs> looks like he's struggling for his life but yeah so the whole end credits is it has them in the background kissing underwater and mm. I'm like, I don't know how long you can hold your breath, but I can't hold mine for very long. I know Tom Cruise can hold his for about five minutes because he did it, but he tr- he practiced to do it for a scene in one of the Mission Impossible films, all in one take. But that's Tom Cruise, and Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise. And he has the power of Xenu on his side. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's a man not, nobody should mess with in that regard. <laughs> He's got the power of Xenu. But the, yeah, but my question is, wouldn't they drown? Like, these two aren't shown, like, they're pretty athletic because of the skating and all the other stuff, but they're not shown to be particularly exceptional at holding their breath. So all of a sudden they're snogging underwater yeah. for about 10 minutes. You're like, 
It is worth noting that Angelina Jolie and Johnny Lee Miller did start dating in actual real life after this film. Yes. Yes, they did. Uh, Didn't they get briefly married for a little bit as well? I don't know that. No. Uh, It's possible, but I know know it ended only a couple of years later. It wasn't a very long relationship. No. But yeah, no, I think they met on this film, and he obviously saw the pixie haircut and was like, that's some woman I want to fuck. Right, so I suppose... Okay, let's... We've got a couple of things to do, and then we'll we'll go... (laughs) We've got to work out worse lines. Oh, it's got to be pooper. Yeah, so I think we're going to go with the pooper line, yeah. Look at that pooper, man! Spandex, it's a privilege, not a right! That's got to be on there. So that's our worst line for this film. So, Jamie... Would you recommend Hackers to, to anyone? Oh. I'm sure there is an audience for it. I just can't think what that audience is besides Rory. So if, if you're... <laughs> I have an audience. If you're out there and you are a Rory clone, <laughs> you'll enjoy this film. I don't know why it didn't appeal to me. Like in, it's not a badly made film. It's the worst factor of it is purely its age, which it can't help. The fact that it came out in an age when, like, we're talking very early internet years here, and I think it grossly misjudged misjudged what the internet was going to become. But then again, lots of films about computers did back then. Yeah. It's just not... It's definitely not a film I'll ever want to watch again. Oh, that's a shame. Um, But it's not the worst film we've ever watched on here. I thought Matthew Uh, Lillard would draw you in because you liked him in Scream. Yeah, he's great in Scream, and uh, he's basically the same with this. We have an episode we're going to recommend where I'm going to fix the film by putting Matthew Lillard in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I don't think I'd really recommend this to anyone, which is going to get... I realise I'm going to get some hate on this podcast, because uh, we've got a film coming up that I am going to recommend, and people are going to be like, if you didn't recommend this one, it means you're a scumbag, but yeah. Okay, no, fair enough. So, would I recommend Hackers? You know what's annoying? I want to. Mm. And you're right, it's not a badly made film, it's actually very well made in certain ways. It as is out, I, it as is I of, said, yeah. this feels like a real film. Yeah. It feels like an actual filmmaker made this. Yes, it has a, a defini- defined beginning, middle and an end. It's cheesy, Like you're never going to get around the fact that it's a cheesy film. I would love to recommend it because I do enjoy it. As you say, if you're a Rory, then I suppose you can recommend it. But the thing is, is... Because it's so out of date, the only people I think that would get anything out of it now would be people who either remember the era or are looking back at the era to see what was so different. Yeah. We could play a a cruel trick on, like, Gen Z. Show it to them and be like, this is 100% factually accurate. Yeah, this is is how we all were in the 90s. This was the 90s. (laughs) I remember when I went rollerblading and hacked big companies and screwed over the FBI... Didn't you? Oh, you don't do that now. I, I, you don't, friend, I thought that's what we all just I did. I had a friend who used to just expose his nipple and lick it for fun. I, you see, the thing is though that that's actually believable. <laughs> What's the kind of people? So long as it wasn't with. your dad. Oh no! <laughs> Gelat, call my. No, nipple. stop it! <laughs> oh god, I think my soul just died. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't think I, I can recommend this. Here. Yeah, game I, over. Yeah, <laughs> done. There you go. Done. I don't think I can recommend it. It's not because it's a bad film. Far from it. Most of the films that I don't recommend are genuinely bad for some reason or another. Hackers isn't genuinely bad. It's genuinely good. 
the problem is I don't know what audience there is now. At the time, it would have been the youth. It would have been very obvious. It would have had, like, I was certainly in the 1995, I would have recommended this. Because it was like, this is what the future could be. It's a good bit of fun. It's really well made. Brilliant film. But, yeah. In 2022, what are you learning from hackers? What are you getting from hackers other than nostalgia? Maybe that's it. I don't think I got any nostalgia from it. That's certainly not the 90s I remember. Oh, you don't remember the 90s. What about Friends? I Friends. To be fair, no. There's no hackers in Friends. To be fair, when, when hackers came out, I would have only been four years old. So I probably didn't have the most fully formed memories at that uh, time. Ah, yeah. I want to recommend it. I can't recommend it because I don't think there's an audience anymore. You yeah. don't recommend it. Yep. Um, but the pooper line is the worst line. And you're the worst line. And remember that spandex is a privilege, not a right. Oh, 